0: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: Not another Derby County podcast. Hello and welcome back to Not Another Derby County podcast. Um, we're, we're a little bit lighter than we were last time, uh, last time we recorded. Uh, today it's going to be me and Jacob and we're going to talk about everything Derby. And, uh, yeah, just talk about the club that we all we all love to hate and hate to love. So, Jacob, how are you, mate? How have you been?
0: I'm good. It's been a while. Uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> uh, a little bit lighter than usual. We've got a lot to, a lot to discuss. And uh, we've, well, the, the position of the club's changed a tiny bit since the last recording. <laughs> um, but I'm sure we'll get into that in, the, in a little bit of a catch up.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think the last time we recorded, we we were we were talking about uh, playoff pushes, weren't we? Because it was when Bielik was in top form and <laughs> and we won a few games in a row. And yeah, look at the club now; we we couldn't be any further further away from the playoffs if we tried.
0: No, it seems a different lifetime, doesn't it? Um, but you know, it's it's a different different push, different story. It's just another chapter in the in the chaotic. You know, in the chaotic history of Derby County, but um you know we are where we are, and there's a lot of teams that have been the same thing. We'll, we'll pull through. We'll pull through. It might not be this season. It might be next season, but I'm sure we'll pull through.
1: It'll yeah, be good. we've got to hope so. We've got to hope so. That's so, that's all
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so since since we last recorded, quite a lot's happened, hasn't it? Quite a lot has happened. We stayed up on the final day, probably not through merit, but more more through right. luck. Um, we've had a couple of dodgy takeovers. I mean, the takeovers have sort of taken over the club a little bit, haven't they? It's It's been all yeah. the talk's been about for, for a long time. Obviously, the club went into administration. We had a 12-point deduction. We're hearing today that um, the 12-point deduction appeals basically over from, from John Percy, but then Simon Stone's come out and he's gone – Oh, well, actually, the appeal isn't done yet. They've just pushed the decision back a week. So uh, <laughs> it's been a confusing time for the club. And, uh, yeah, who knows where it'll take us next. But, mm-hmm. but Jacob, that final day, talk us through it. Talk us through it. What were your feelings that day?
0: I think, I, I honestly, I can't remember half the match because my head was in my hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was one those days where, t- towards the end of the game, um, starting to panic with the uh, all right, am I still here? Yeah, you are still here. You haven't lagged <laughs> that quite I yet. Thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd, I thought I'd been <laughs> lost then. Um, but no, yeah, to, towards the end of the game, you're sort of a bit panicky. Obviously, the score lines were all a bit over the place with the Rotherham playing as well. Um, and obviously, we got very lucky with Marlon Pack scoring for Cardiff. Um, <laughs> But no, I think towards the end of that game, I was thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to start, uh, learning all the League One teams. And, you know, I've really had to look at League One before and (laughs) try to think about the new way. I really couldn't be bothered. Um, I was really quite worried. I didn't want to drop down a league. And obviously, we didn't know what was about to come. So, you know, in hindsight, I think, although you never want to, only just avoid relegation I think just how crucial it was to avoid relegation last season so if we had gone down yeah. and then been in this mess at the bottom of league one yeah. you know and you never know there were, there were murmurs at the, to- at the start of the season about how there could be points taken off as at the start of next season as well and then if you if you look at it from that point if we'd have been minus 12 at the bottom of league one Then another minus nine, which obviously we can talk about in a bit, might be minus three now instead. Luckily, Um, but if we'd have gone down to League Two and then had another point deduction, it you know could have been a lot worse than than it is at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, I think yeah,
1: yeah. Like as you were saying, like I mean, League One's looking maybe not a certainty, but it's looking very, very likely at the minute. But to go down last season would have it would probably killed the club. I mean, if you look at, you know, the finance involved, we're struggling now. Can you imagine how much we'd be struggling if we were in League One? And, you know, we wouldn't have been able to really sign anyone. We'd have lost all our, all our good players for literally nothing because we'd have been in administration. So we've, we've, by staying up, no matter how lucky it was or how poor we were in the build-up to it, I think it's ended up probably saving the club in the end. Because yeah, in League One with a what fifteen point deduction, probably going down to League Two. I think, uh, I think that probably could have yeah been the end for for the club we know and love. But speaking of this season, uh, what have been your thoughts about the way Rooney's managed to get the squad playing?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um... Look, at the end of the day, you never want to get relegated. Um, unfortunately, this season, it kind of looks. Um, you know, we're in a bit of a deeper situation than we were in last season. Um, it's not impossible, you know, it's not impossible. But at the end of the day, if, if we do have to start learning a little bit more about League One, we might have to. Um, I'm, you know, I'm grateful that we were able to delay it by season. I think that's crucial uh, to the club moving forward. But uh, you know, you never know, and it's a lot like like we we're saying about the point deduction with the minus twelve can pretty much nailed on now to stay minus twelve. We don't we don't know yet, but I, th- I think it probably will. I think it's safe to say that it'll probably end up being minus twelve. Um, thinking about getting another nine on top of that would have been minus twenty one. That's quite a lot to ask from a threadbare squad, really. That even on paper, really, they're not really in the top half of the championship. I, I wouldn't say at all. Um, So, it's it's one of them. I I think we're going to give it a good go. But if we've only got minus three uh, instead of minus nine, then, what, we're we're seven points off safety at the minute. So, that would be 10 points overall with, what, 87 points still to play for. That's a good quick match Yeah, It's not impossible. Yeah. It's uh, not impossible. Obviously, if we do get taken over, we might have some funds there to actually... To actually sign a few players and improve the squad, but we, we don't know yet. That's all left, but some mavis at the moment. Um, and we just got to keep battling, keep turning up, keep supporting the club.
1: So, some of you might have noticed that uh, Jacob didn't actually answer my question at all there. And that's because his internet was was having a terrible time. So, we, we managed to fix it and we're back. And uh, hopefully, the rest of the episode, we'll actually be able to talk to each other. So, Jacob, the question. Uh, I I tried to ask you was um, what do you think uh, of Rudy's sort of job with the team this season do you think he's done a good job or do you think you know he leaves a lot to be desired
0: Um, I think you can only really praise him I I think um, the job that he's had to do compared to the jobs that he probably could have had I think before obviously his you know, route to being the manager was a unique one compared to how a lot of young managers get their kind of, their uh, first job. Um, But compared to the jobs that he probably could have been given, which are maybe a little bit easier, um, I think you can only really praise him with having practically no transfers or at least the transfers we have made haven't really been huge additions to the squad. I think you could argue Jagielka's has probably been probably quite crucial. Um, But as for, you know, all uh, Baldock, um, that the other three transfers. Uh, Stearman I think that's it, wasn't it? Yeah. Just, uh, just the other three. Ravel yeah, they, Morrison um, Yeah. Oh yeah, and River, Yeah, I forgot them. Of course, <laughs> forgot <laughs> Morrison. Um, but yeah, no, I think River Morrison and Jagielka have been quite good additions to the squad. I think the other three, probably, you know, Stearman can't really help it because he's kind of the backup centre back, so you don't really expect too much from him. Although he's been okay when he's played. Olsson. Uh, I believe we've got a question surrounding that, so I won't say too much, but he's, you know, he's not really, um, you know, he's not been influential, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. Um, and same for Sam Baldock. He's, he's scored a couple goals now, but he's, again, I think he's a player that's probably quite lucky to have been given another shot at the championship. I think if, you know, if we weren't in this situation, then he definitely wouldn't have been a player that we'd be looking at. Um, yeah. So I think taking that into consideration and the fact that half of the team are practically youth players, I think, He's done a job that could be praised because without the point deduction, we wouldn't be in the bottom three. Yeah, Uh, and I I think, really, with the squad we have, even without a point, AP relegation would probably be quite a successful season. Yeah, um, especially considering how poor we actually were towards the end of last season. Um, I think we've we've dipped off a little bit in the last few games compared to the kind of underdog mentality that we were we were showing at the start of the season where it felt like you know we'd battle for every game and that looks like it's dipped a little bit but I wouldn't blame that too much on Rooney Um, so no that's quite a long-winded answer to probably quite a simple question Um, but no I think for me I'm happy with what Rooney's done I think the loyalty he's shown shines through Um, and you know as a legend of the game whatever happens off field happens off field but I think what he's done for the club he's shown a lot of commitment that I don't think many other people would have done, not not for Derby.
1: Yeah. Just to play devil's advocate a little bit. Um, we've spoken about Rooney and we've seen that he's got, he's got a lot out of the squad and he's done really well, but there have been times where his managerial naivety sort of shone through a little bit, sometimes with his, his tactics and his substitutions. And I, I think there's, there's been a few games where we probably could maybe should have done better And got points out of it. For example, in the Peterborough game, um, we could have gone more defensive and we didn't. And we ended up conceding two goals in the last minute. Um, We had the game against Blackburn where we started the game off. I I couldn't even tell you what system we were playing because (laughs) I don't think the players themselves had any idea what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just been decisions like that where it feels like we've sort of needlessly thrown points away. Um, What do you make of, of... Rooney's decision making, especially late on in games.
0: Um I think it all comes down to the fact that he is a manager that's learning. You yeah. know, he's by no means a master of his trade. He's, he's in his first full season as a manager. Um which' well, only 35, is he? 35, 36? Yeah, 35, 36. So the reality is, yeah, he might be a little bit naive, but who's gonna replace him? Yeah. That's how I say I'm I'm not saying that. Um, he's a perfect manager uh, or that, you know, his tactics are the best in the league or the, the best for the team we've got. Um, but, he's turned enough but that's, that's I, think that, yeah. I think that's the, at, at the moment the, the harsh reality is no one wants this job in football. Yeah. If yeah. Rooney was to, you know, be relieved of his duties or find a new job, no one's really going to be knocking on the door at Pride Park asking to come and manage the team because it's a shambles still. Yeah. Um which is why I think you've got to got to respect, really, for it. Yeah, the naivety, you know, t- decision-making. We have lost points this season, especially towards the start of the season. Yeah. Um, we lost quite a few points, like the Peterborough game and I think Luton, was it? We probably should have. Yeah, won yeah. There's a couple that spring to mind which we've drawn or lost, and in reality, like, the, the performance deserved more. Yeah, You can argue that we could have changed changed it up a little bit, gone more defensively, but... At the end of the day, Rooney, it's his trade to learn as, as supporters. All we can do is stand by him at the moment because there's no one else to stand by. Yeah. Um, so I think until until this club's in a better position uh, financially, until we actually have an owner, until we can actually have a bit more of a say on what happens, I think it's it's safer just to kind of support Rooney. And I, I think, I, I, like I said anyway, personally, I think he's doing a, a decent job. I don't think he's blown anyone out of the water. Um, I don't think... You know, I don't think it's fantastic, but I think he's doing a job good enough, especially considering the situation that he's in at the club.
1: Yeah, I think for, for Rooney to sort of do something sensational or something really impressive, I think he'd have to keep us up, wouldn't he? Yeah. I think no matter what he does or how he does it, i don't think he'll he'll sort of win the respect of the general public unless he keeps us in the division which as we know is you know it's a ridiculously difficult task with yeah. the you know the players he's got available the obviously massive deductions which you know could be 15 points um he's got to deal with every, all the stuff going on off field you they, know regarding regarding so, the like, takeovers
0: to interject there and be and to be rude <laughs> do you think um if, if we do go down under Rooney, but say, you know, take the 15 points out of the equation. So, like, add them on mentally. Obviously, we can't do that. If he just stayed up in a similar fashion to the way that Wigan stayed up before their point deduction, which then saw them relegated, has he still done a good job? Because for me, he has. If we go down the season, but with the extra points that we had lost, you know, we wouldn't have gone down. I think Rooney's still done a good job, it's just we've not been rewarded for it, is how I would see that.
1: Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think I'd think the same. I mean, if we, if we stay up on merit, as per se, I think he has done a really good job, especially with you know the team he's got available. Um, but to sort of bounce the question back to you, one of the questions that we got asked by, by Dan W, um, he asked, uh, if we do go down, do you think Rooney's the man to take us back up? So if um... we do, say... I don't know, stay up on merit, but go down because of the points deduction. Would
0: you want Rooney
1: down there with us in League One?
0: I think I I personally would, or at least give it a try. I think because of the loyalty he's shown us, he deserves a bit back. Um, And obviously we don't know what the owner's situation will be. We don't know who they will be um, if and when we're in League One. Um, You know, it's it's, again, it's a load of if, buts and maybes. It's very hypothetical Um, because we might stay up this year and and Rooney might be the best thing that's ever happened to the club and then you know but but also we might go down bottom of the league a, a, a big margin away from safety even if you take away the 15 points that you know yeah. that been, so we don't know I think we're very early into the season to discuss whether Rooney's is the right man to take us forward next season um well I think again if we do go down and it's Realistically, it's kind of an unfair relegation, like like we saw with Wigan, um, and even arguably Sheffield Wednesday, who without their point deduction wouldn't have gone down. Um You know, I think I've just completely forgot what I was saying. But no, what I was trying to say in, in a in a roundabout way was that if we do go down, then and and it's not you know complete. Rubbish. Yeah. Then I think. We, then I think we should probably keep him. But if we go down, and we've been absolutely battered. Yeah. Then maybe we should look to to get someone else in. But then again, you do also have to bring in the fact that it's not really a good squad. It's not the squad that really wanted to build. Um, yeah. There's a There's a lot of There's a lot of different things that could change my opinion on that. I think. Yeah. I
1: think January, if we get a takeover, it will be massive, won't it? I mean, we'll be able to see. I mean, we kind of saw it on that that chaotic last day of last January, where we brought in, what was it, like four or five loans on the same yeah. day, the sort of player that Rooney's looking at. So it'd be interesting if he does get a transfer window, what sort of players he, he does go for and what sort of players he's got on his radar.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, that's actually quite an interesting point. So if you think back to um, the players that we did sign on loan, I wouldn't really say they were inspiring. No, They, they were kind of, I mean, Benny Baninjime, and he, yeah. he, to be fair, he's not doing too bad for Hearts, but he, yeah, he barely, he barely got a kick for us. Um, who else did we end up with? Patrick we, Roberts was pa- all right. He that last game of the season, he was a he was a oh, different yeah. player, wasn't he? I remember but, when he, he was one on one and then fluffed his lines. So <laughs> that, I, I went, I was, I was going mental. <laughs> yeah, that
1: would that that pretty would have that would have given us three points as well, wouldn't it? If he put that in, so I think that we would went on have on two it, yeah. up. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, with with Patrick Roberts as well. I think he's in the second tier in Spain, and he's barely getting a kick there. So it's a weird yeah. career,
0: Patrick Roberts. He, he yeah. was going to be something special, and the Man City curse. <laughs> for, um yeah. so it's not Scott Sinclair? We're going way off topic now, but yeah, the <laughs> thing that Scott Sinclair happened, is not it? And um, but no, yeah, like, like we were saying, I think I think the um, the transfers that Rooney made before. Again, I think they were very limited, though, weren't they? We, like, obviously, we didn't have the money to spend. So yeah. They had loans, pretty much. Um, and, yeah, I think it's it's a roll of the dice and it, and it kind of didn't really pay off, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but either way, we stayed up and that, that's the important thing. But Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, the other players we brought in, I thought
1: Lee Gregory, he wasn't the best footballer, but he put the ball in the net. And, I mean, yeah. I, I reckon yeah. we could do with him now. I would have
0: um, had him back, yeah, yeah. but it's just the wage problem, isn't it? He's not gonna. I'm assuming he was on a lot more than four and a half k a week. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm assuming he probably still is on a lot more than four <laughs> and a half k with Sheffield Wednesday. So, you know, when it when it's their job, I guess they they don't really owe anything to Derby, having been there for half a season. Yeah. Um. So you're not realistically. So if you've got a normal job and you're an engineer, but you get offered to go to a smaller company. Yeah. Uh, Higher wage, you're going to go take the job. Yeah, so you you'll can't really, You can't really blame blame the players for not wanting to come back. It's similar, really, for the players who are on trial with us, like uh, Tom Carroll, uh, Sonia Luco. I, I think both of those players would have been decent additions to our yeah, squad. I agree. Um, and obviously, they've both gone to Ipswich, and they've probably got a bit more money for it. And fair enough. Yeah, like, you can't you can't really blame them for it. i reckon the four and a half grand a week is luxurious. It seems to to you and I. Um, to them, I'm sure it's quite a drop-down um, from what they were expecting. So, it's, yeah. a, it's a difficult situation we're in regarding transfers. where It seems harsh to judge Rooney on anything to do with transfers until he actually has uh, a kitty there that he can actually use to buy the players that he wants or loan the players that he wants. Um, so, I mean, if you think about this season, he couldn't even get the loan players he wanted. He wanted yeah, to Ted Emengi. Yeah. Uh, kind of glad in a way he didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, be, to, be, to be fair, yeah. But, yeah, um, but you know we, we can't do anything about it, can we? It, it's it's one of those where, with regard to the squad, we we can't really say much about how Rooney's adapted it because he's not been able to. He's adapt not it. had the chance.
1: Yeah. Right. So going off on an even bigger tangent to what we were going to talk about. Um, what have you made of Ravel Morrison? Because personally, I thought when he first came in, I was a little bit skeptical. I thought the first, you know, five or six games, I was really impressed. But I think in recent games, he's, he's sort of he started to frustrate me more and more. I mean, he's he's clearly an incredibly gifted footballer, but at the same time, his decision making is probably the worst I've ever seen of any Darwin player. And we've seen some bad ones in our time. Yeah. So uh, what have you made? What have you made of him?
0: I think obviously he joined and he started extremely well with the rocket against Salford and started to come back. You know, I think I think overall he has been a positive addition to the squad. I think he brings a lot of um, what's what's the word I'm looking for experience. He brings a lot of experience um, into the squad, but then again, it's not really the kind of positive experience maybe you'd hope for for a kind of senior player to bring in. With what I think, with the first club he's played for in the last ten years, he's made double figures. Appearance.
1: Yeah, yeah. Max um, Bird's made nearly half of his senior appearances, and he's like twenty-one. Yeah,
0: and uh, what Ravel's twenty-eight? It? Yeah, it's one of them. I think I agree with you with the um, with the decision making. I think there's a lot of a lot of times where we're pushing forward, we're pushing forward and the crowd are getting on their feet so expecting something to happen and Ravel picks up the ball and then and then plays it back to the keeper. Yeah. Or, or, you know, plays it back to uh, someone who's standing at the halfway line. Or It's very, it's like sideways. It's very similar to kind of, I, I, I don't want to be too offensive, <laughs> but it's very similar to what we saw in Jacob Butterfield. Yeah. How when he started his Derby career, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. I mean, the, the goal as he scored... Uh, were always screamers and he was a very good attacking player a player that I really liked and was quite exciting to watch the same for Ravel when he first joined the club um, but no, but then Butterfield kind of had that the sort of everyone's said that he only passed sideways. Yeah. He had that kind of uh, tag on him, that he could only play football sideways. And I heard a few people comparing him to a crab because of the, side, <laughs> because of the sideways <laughs> movement. Um, and unfortunately, with Ravel at the moment, it seems like the, a similar thing is happening, um, where maybe his confidence has been knocked a bit, he's not scored in a while. Uh, he's been dropped a couple of times and maybe subbed off a little bit earlier than he might have hoped. Because although he's probably actually quite lucky to be playing regular football, at a club as big as Derby, considering you know what what's happened in, his, in the last ten years of his career, um, I feel like he probably still has a mentality of being a kind of a big fish in a smaller pond, purely because of the way that you know is the Man United player that people would pay to watch train pr- practically, and he'll always have that tag. So I think confidence is probably a huge thing because of that, and maybe a little bit of arrogance. But we don't know what goes on, you know, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. He's um, a fantastic player. is is technically gifted, but at the moment, in the last four or five games, maybe six games, it's not been very progressive football. When he's been on the ball, the kind of through balls or the, you know, the key passes that you'd expect him to pull off, he's sort of just completely ignored that. And yeah. I don't know if it's the fact that he's trying to keep it safe and make sure he doesn't make the wrong pass, or if he's simply not spotting them. So it's weird. I'm sure that's something really would have picked up on. Um, yeah. But no, I think I think he's a good player. I, I think he's definitely in our strongest eleven. But um, there's areas to improve on for him. I think.
1: Yeah, I think with, with what you're saying about arrogance, I mean, everyone that I've seen that's spoken to him has said he's he's great. But I guess it might not be personal arrogance; it might be footballing arrogance. Yeah. I mean, I think from, that's
0: what I'd say as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm but, sure he's a great guy. But <laughs> it, it, it comes down to on the football pitch. I feel like and. Um, I wouldn't say rightly so but I think if, if that has been your career and, you, and you've come through the Manchester United Academy and, the, and even when he was at United he then went to West Ham and scored that solo goal against mm-hmm. Tottenham and his name was in that is in the headlights for the very you know for a large chunk of his early career um and then wherever he goes whether it be Middlesbrough or Sheffield United or you know um, was it Ado Den Haag yeah he got released from Den Hague
1: after four games.
0: It doesn't matter where he goes; the media follow him, yeah. regardless. So he is—he is like a, a big name. He draws attention to the club within being there because people go, "Oh, that's you know Ravel Morrison. I wonder how he's doing." Yeah, um, it's like you know the one that kind of that, that went wrong in a way, and people people kind of want to see the career revival, which. He has a perfect opportunity to do that here. And in a way, I guess you could kind of say is that a mini-revival in the way he actually plays every week now. He's playing regular football for the first time in a long time. He's had no negative media reports, which he kind of did have for most previous clubs. Um, But I do think maybe with being the kind of... the player that he is, or that he had the tag of when he was at Man United, uh, maybe sometimes there could be a bit of footballing arrogance, like you said.
1: Uh, Yeah. I think think with what you were saying about the media pressure, I mean, uh, obviously we we don't know whether that's got any sort of feed into how he plays, but sometimes it looks like he he wants to play that perfect pass. And if he doesn't think that the perfect pass is on, he won't play it. I mean, we've seen it a couple of times where he'll have an option left and right the one to the right will be in acres of space, but pulling wide. The one to the left's sort of cutting into the middle. He'll always try and thread the needle and play that perfect pass through to the player that might get the goal-scoring opportunity. And, you know, maybe maybe what you are saying about media pressure, maybe that has had some sort of effect on him and he he always wants to do the unbelievable because then, you know, that might get more people on side. But obviously... headlines. Yeah, yeah, you get the positive headlines. And I think, you know, for someone who's obviously been plagued by the media following him around for his entire career, it it must be tough like having to do something incredible to get in the positive headlines. Because, I mean, when have have you seen a a headline in mainstream media about Ravel Morrison? No matter all the positive things he does, it's always going to be something negative, isn't it? Because that's what what gets the headlines. Well, the media,
0: they have their scapegoats, don't they? Yeah. And and unfortunately for Ravel Morrison... He kind of was. Well, I'm not sure if he would be one now. No, I think it's been, no. a long, been a long time out of the kind of out the headlights. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those situations where he's at the club now. He's doing well. He's been most. You know, it's the most consistent period of game time he's had. Yeah. Um, and maybe he's just going through a bit of a bit of a wobble that we've not seen in so long. He's not played enough games to experience yeah. having a bit of a wobble. So. All players go through dips in form. I think because Ravel is well. When you look at our team, you probably point to him as the the better one. That is the the, the, kind of, <laughs> the better one. <laughs> as like the good player in the team. I, I think, especially from an outsider's point of view, I think if you're an opposition fan now and you're looking at our team sheet, half of it is probably unrecognizable to what you've been seeing in the in the last few years. Yeah. Um. So when you see Ravel Morris and you go oh, ah yeah, like. Well, it'll be be interesting to watch today. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas uh, quite a lot of the other players you might not really pick up on. Um, So I I don't know. I think there's definitely pressure on him. Uh, But I think a lot of our players probably go through rubbles and have been going through rubbles for quite a period of time now. And hopefully that's the same with Ravel. I think he'll probably come through it. I I have hope and faith that he'll come through it. But, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. But he's a good player.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's let's hope that uh, he can pick up that early season form again and uh, hopefully get us going a bit. But on to well, when was it? Was it was last week. Last week. It's Monday today. On to last week's game, which was only a couple of days ago. Um, Millwall. I mean, Millwall have been in brilliant form. I mean, they'd they'd won what four of the last six, and I saw a, a very horrible damning stat that we've only won four of our last thirty-one. Um, which, which, you know, it's surprising that so many fans are still there because <laughs> I think if many other teams in the championship had only won four of the last 31, I don't think they'd be getting 20,000 crowds or no, anywhere near that. But um, we played Millwall. We drew one all. I mean, you know, was it, if not for a, a poor lapse in concentration at the back by, by Byrne and, you know, Ruth, Um we probably could have walked away with, with three points.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought well, it was the same same old, same old this season, isn't it? We, we should have, maybe could have
1: yeah.
0: walked away with three points. I think a lot of people would, would agree that we probably should have gone away with three points. Um, obviously, first of all, the, the goal was was very nice. Brilliant football. Brilliant. The, the the pressure, you know, the pressing from the squad, from Bulldog to actually to win possession of the ball. The back heel was... Fantastic again from Lawrence, the way that he's kind of shifted the ball onto his other foot and tricked the defender. The composure, um, yeah. I think it always looks so much better when the player commits and slides. <laughs> so it's completely clear on goal, and everyone's expecting him to shoot. But picks out Festy and first time finishing. I think you could probably argue the keeper might have done,
1: yeah, better, to be honest. I thought he was gonna save it at the better. time.
0: <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, it was really nice. Not, I wouldn't call it build up, it happened very fast, but. Um, it was really nice work off the ball to, to get the ball back and then to, to play in Fessy and for him to get his first senior goal. Well, you love to see it, don't you? He's, he's, been, he's been fantastic. I think he's probably, and I've said it on Twitter before, I think he's probably one of the, well, most effective players in our squad, especially if oh, you yeah. it correctly. I don't think we have many effective players in our squad at the minute. Um, no. No. But with the power and the pace that Fessy has, and now he's got a goal to his name. You know, I think his composure and finishing was probably one of the things that I'd I was unsure of. Not mm. because I'd, I'd seen what he'd done and it had been bad, but because I'd just not seen any of it. Yeah, Obviously I'd seen a little bit of his under twenty three action, but he played a lot of his under twenty three football at, at right back. Yeah, um, and now he's playing in a more advanced position. It's it's interesting, but I'm glad that he's got his first goal because it's the confidence thing now. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll, we'll see a few more. I've said before, it's like a mini. A Dharma Triore It's like Darby's a Dharma <laughs> He's so he's just so quick and so strong. Like I've not seen anyone, you know, nudge him off the ball or, or beat him to a ball. If you're in a one-on-one foot race, I just don't see anyone in the league beating him. I, yeah, know, I, yeah. Fast To get there,
1: I think um, as well. Sorry, I think as well. Um, one of the things that makes him such a such a weapon is the fact that he does have that pace but at the same time he also has control of the ball you see a lot of players yeah. that have that have you know electric pace but then they sort of lose the ball along the way whereas he seems to be able to keep the ball even in in tight situations i mean we've seen it in a in a couple of games i mean towards the end of that blackburn game he came on won a couple of free kicks because players couldn't deal with the the pace and the skill that he's got so hopefully hopefully he gets more minutes and uh, hopefully he can get us to another win because it'd be nice
0: to win another game yeah. I mean uh, he's tricky as well isn't he like yeah. like, like, you say his footwork is is good he, he doesn't just sprint past people and you know, it's not like a long route one well we've tried that a few times but <laughs> it's not it's not as straightforward as route one festival will get onto the end of it he does you know he takes players on and he puts them puts them on their arse I think who, who was it um, oh he put a Millwall player on there on the backside, I've completely forgot what it was. Now um, I can't remember either. <laughs> no, but, um, no, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he develops. I hope he gets a run in the team. Um, but then, obviously, you, you've got to look at the equaliser. It was always going to be a former Derby player. Wasn't oh, it? It was of course, of course. It couldn't, couldn't possibly be anyone else. Um, I, I think I, I'm not going to be too harsh. I think. Ruse gets a lot of criticism, a lot. <laughs> um, and I think there's a reason for that. Yeah, there's no <laughs> smoke be, without fire. Yeah, to be polite, I think there's a reason for the criticism that Ruse gets. And I think he should be doing better for for that, for that finish. I, I think yeah. it was practically at him. You know, it went under him, basically. I don't think the shot was struck with any real power or venom that. Yeah. We, we've seen Ruse save them, like like he know, saves the hard ones <laughs> that's yeah. what confuses me he'll <laughs> save the ridiculous ones
1: and then just let that pass to him it's like oh
0: no yeah <laughs> it's <fun>. like <laughs> It's just kind of bread and butter with shot stopping that's his thing that's yeah. when if anyone ever kind of criticized rude the 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 backup the kind of oh well actually would be
1: but he yeah. can shot stop yeah, so he yeah.
0: might not be able to Command his box and he might not be able to handle the ball or do any other goalkeeping functions, but <laughs> he, can, he can stop a shot. And then this season, well, I, I can't really say over the course of the whole season, but against Scott Malone, I, th- I think, you know, the keeper, he should have done better. I think he should have yeah. stopped it. But then you could argue that the Millwall keeper should have stopped Fessy's shot. Yeah, too, exactly. But, you know, it, It's just one of them. I think we definitely need a new goalkeeper.
1: Well, that sort of leads us on to a question from Joe Edge, who's asked who basically who should be our first choice goalkeeper. We've got three. We play two. (laughs) One seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth. Turns up for warm up sometimes, (laughs) Um, but we've got you know we've got Kalarus, who seems to be pretty much undisputed number one. Um, We've got Ryan Alsop, who I thought had three. Brilliant games, and then decided to, yeah. you know, to throw that all away. Um, I can't, was that Luton? I think that's a Luton game, wasn't it? That he did that where he came yeah. out for that cross. And then we've got David Marshall. I mean, Scotland's number one at the Euros. Um, played, you know, was number one for quite a lot of last season. Not even involved. I mean, Rooney questioned his attitude. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but I mean, with the. I don't know. Maybe in different form of of both Bruce and Allsop, should, if possible, should Marshall be the one playing?
0: I think the answer is yes. I, yeah. I don't think there's too much debate to be to be held on that. You're, you're looking at a goalkeeper that's number one for, regardless of the nation. He, he was number one goalkeeper for a team competing in the most recent European competition. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an, on the national stage as well. It's not like. It's like international friendlies or whatever. It's, you know, a huge competition that everyone had their eyes on. Um, I, I don't understand how Marshall isn't the starting goalkeeper. Yeah. I think if, well, on, in terms of football, in terms yeah, of yeah, ability, exactly. I, I can't see a reason why he wouldn't be starting on ability alone. But then, you, you always think, well, there could be some sort of contract issue where if he plays another game, then we have to pay a certain amount, which was similar to Akechi Anya when he was yeah. frozen out for years. and um, the, the same could be done for Marshall, um somehow, but he might have done something. It might be an attitude problem. Yeah. We don't know. There's been no clarity on it. I, I think that would be a question that if I ever got the chance, I'd probably like to ask Wayne Rooney about because yeah, I, I don't, yeah, from a footballing point of view, I can't see what Callum Ruse or Ryan O'Sup have over David Marshall. Um, looking past David Marshall, I think we've got a fantastic young keeper in the academy, Harrison Falks. Yeah, he
1: looks a player. Um, he?
0: he yeah, yeah, he just looks a great young shot. So he's quite small. Um, yeah, right, I think. But well, compared to Callum Ruse. yeah, he's <laughs> massive to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, he's he's looked very sharp. I think in the training drills before the matches, he's looked pretty sharp. And further into 23s, he's been a mainstay and he's looked very good. Um, and I think, I don't know how much longer you give it if goalkeeping errors and fumbles leading to a direct loss of points. You just go, well, why not? Give it a try. Yeah. Um, obviously, I know that won't happen. The reality is that <laughs> they're not going to do that. They've got two senior goalkeepers that they're going to trust and try and trust. Um but I think in January, it would be great if we could get a, a good, you know, proper, yeah. like a good goalkeeper in that has the ability to command this area and shut us up. I feel like we've got two goalkeepers who kind of, it's like yin and yang, they kind of, one can do one and one can do the other, but we've not got <laughs> like, um, we've not got one all round goalkeeper. So, yeah, great to see that. But, yeah, I, I, as for, well who, well, who do you think actually? Who do you think should it's- be in-
1: it's a tough one. I mean, as you said, they've, they've all got their strengths and weaknesses. I think overall, Marshall is the best goalkeeper. I think that's that's pretty obvious. You know, he's not amazing at controlling his area, but he's better than Roos at it. You know, he's, he's, he's not amazing at shot stopping, but he's probably better than Allsop at it. So it's sort of like... Yeah, he's he's kind of like the middle ground. And then you've got you know shot stopping Roos on one side, and then also who can control his area unless it's late in the game against Luton on the other side. And I'd play Marshall. I'd play Marshall with the other two. I think they're about the same. You know, I think mm. they've both they've both got a mistake in them, but I think that they both have the ability to pull off the unexpected as well. And so it's sort of that horrible middle ground where you know the keeper's probably going to make a mistake one in two, one in three games, but you know that they've also got a great chance of winning you the points at the same time. Um,
0: yeah, I think I think as well, in regard to Olsup and Ruse, um, I think it's really harsh that Olsup's been dropped because yeah. Ruse has consistently made errors. So very, very, very similar to the one that Olsup made against Luton. You know, the kind yeah. of failing to... It, I don't know what went through Olsup's mind. It looked like he was right. lagging in that yeah. game and he was firmly on <laughs> he's the got goal your
1: line
0: yeah. <laughs> um, he was firmly on, on his goal line um, when when the cross was practically in the box it was, it was halfway yeah. to meeting its man um, and he's kind of out of nowhere it's like he's going, oh, oh I should have gone to collect that and kind yeah. of, and
1: he second guessed himself hasn't yeah.
0: he yeah I think he probably would have been better staying on his line and, and trying to well he probably should have let the defenders deal with it I think the defenders probably would have got to it yeah we should, all right. um, but we've seen Ruiz do similar things to that and failed to command his area on plenty of occasion and keep his spot in the team in the next game. So I think bearing in mind also had three good games. Was it three clean sheets Yeah, three
1: clean sheets in a row. Um,
0: and he made he made some decent saves on that as well. And he was commanding his area. So he's done he's made one mistake and then he's been ill. And Ruiz has stepped in, not done anything spectacular to to you know, prove he should be the first team keeper. Yeah. Um and Arsen's been on putting the bench. And I think on the form, yeah, Arsot's made a mistake, but he's been the better goalkeeper out of the it team is it is know?
1: harsh. It is harsh on him, but I guess you know he was ill. Roos came in. Don't think he had the worst game in the world when he came back in. You know, he's yeah. he's been he's been a little bit questionable in the last two. I know questions were asked about the Barnsley goal. Um that first goal, you know, questions were asked. I mean, even questions were asked in the Blackburn game. I mean, you've, we've all seen Brereton's... I can't remember if it was first or his second goal. I think it was his second goal where Roos is basically on the other side of the goal when Brereton picks up the ball in the box. Oh,
0: yeah, and, no, it, it was and the um, the his second one, isn't it, where it's near post.
1: Yeah, um, and Roos is just all the way over on yeah. the other side of the goal for reasons no one can explain. And, yeah, so, I don't know. It's It's the age-old question, isn't it? I mean, since... Um, since Shay Given managed to remove all of Scott Carson's goalkeeping abilities, we've, we've not had a decent goalkeeper since we've not had a consistent goalkeeper. And yeah, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? I, I think until we have a complete reshuffle of the whole goalkeeping department, I, I think, I think we're stuck with what we've got.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I just hope that we can kind of try and sort something and, um, in January. Well, there's there's plenty of young goalkeepers as well. That um I mean there's the young lad at Portsmouth called Gavin Bazunu. Yeah. Yeah. For um, a Man City goalkeeper online at Portsmouth. I think, well, obviously we're not going to be able to sort anything in January. But looking into the future, if he's willing to go to Portsmouth, yeah, um, he might be willing to
1: go to Portsmouth. He'd be brilliant yeah. for Ireland as well,
0: Bazzunu. Well, he saved Ronaldo's penalty, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> and um it, it, it's it's insane. I, I just think that With the loan signings we've been able to make last season um, and also, you know, the kind of the reports I've seen anyway about the club looking to sign players or when Rooney's been told to prepare for January. Yeah, there's been, you know, a couple of strikers, uh, a wide player, perhaps, Um, which again, I agree with. I think we do need to add depth. Well, not even depth. I think we just need to add quality players. Yeah,
1: players of quality.
0: We've got a kind of depth up front with Lawrence has the ability to play there. And then we've got Stratton, Baldock, and Kazim Richards. Um, but yeah, I think we need more quality up top. We're, we're I think was it Preston? We had seventeen chances.
1: Yeah,
0: or seventeen yeah. shots. And yeah, non, seventeen shots. None went in. It was nil nil. We battered them. Um, and I think with a more experience, I think with Sonny Aluko, you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or whether uh, if we had kept hold of Martin Waggon, maybe, even though he was, you know, I think a lot of people are probably not glad to see the back of him because so he kept us up. But I think a lot of people probably would agree that his time has coming to an yeah. end. He, he couldn't
1: it. hit a barn door with a machine gun. No, that season.
0: He'd, he'd really <laughs> stalled. He, he'd really stalled. And I think it, he made the right decision, or the right decision was made when he was kind of let go, whether he wanted it or not. The fact is that Coventry now is a bit of the, a new, fresh start for him. Yeah quite well there the Coventry fans like him it's probably been a good move for him um, but but we definitely need to add quality up top but as I was saying I think we definitely need a goalkeeper I think for me it's probably the second priority I think it is something we really really need to address yeah. but I think we also a lot of the games we lose is because we just can't finish can't score we're really really struggling to score Um I think if we address that and then address the goalkeeping, you know, we might be somewhere. But I think even in, even if we go down to League One, I think we need to address the goalkeeping yeah. situation. Yeah. Because um, for me, if, if we were to let Calrudes go, I can't see any Championship Club come in for him. No. Um, I don't At really, least not first choice. No. I, I, I think he's very, very lucky to have had the career he's had with Derby. Yeah. Um, from signing him from Nuneaton, um, I mean remember him on
1: load at Rotherham I remember he went to Rotherham it, and he was he was he was hopeless and they sent him back this is a Rotherham team that got yeah. battered every single week so yeah yeah I mean it's been a, it's been a few years since then he's obviously improved as a player but this, yeah I, 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 I don't think he'd get in any other team in the league and I mean I know I know there's a there's a lot of people who who defend him and I think at times he he is a really good shot stopper and he, he does do things that you know like he made a couple of saves. Uh, uh, I can't remember what game it was now, but a a couple of games ago, he made some unbelievable saves, but it's, it's the easy ones. They're the ones that cause the problems. And when you you get a lot more shots at you that are easy than, than are not easy. And when he's letting the easy ones in, you know, and and you're desperate for points, that's when, that's when question marks, you know, are asked. That's why people complain on social media, because it just happens over and over and over again. And, yeah, I know, obviously. Yeah, as I said, people people aren't happy a lot of the time when you see criticism of Roos, but sometimes you can't avoid it. And sometimes people should be criticized. Like, for example, like I've I defended Jussiak a lot in the past, but I think his, yeah. as we were talking earlier with Eberselli about players um, with like good output and players that like, you know, like to actually do things. I think Jussiak's a great player, but he's one of them he doesn't really ever seem to do massive amounts.
0: And, yeah, it's a re- it's a really frustrating one. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's he's one in the same boat. There's one player that everyone wanted to do well. Mm. I think there's a lot of hype around him. Obviously, we have paid decent money for him. I'm, I'm sure he must be on a pretty, pretty nice salary as well. Yeah, you with know, coming from like Poznan, he would have had European interest. Um, but yeah, he's just been completely underwhelming. Yeah. It? So, and I think, in reality, the, if you're kind of trying to compare him to players in recent seasons, I don't think there's a big gap between him and Abdul Kamara. Yeah. Like, in terms of, it sounds a bit of a, because everyone, it's a bit of a joke when you talk about Abdul Kamara. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> people find it funny. Because he had he had his song and he had his channel. And he was a bit of a cult hero, but he never really did anything. <laughs> it's um, so funny. Yeah, yeah. that goal at away. Uh, that, that, I don't think I've ever celebrated a goal like did when he scored. <laughs> um, but realistically, what did what's you know yeah. done that Kamara hadn't? Yeah, so, Love- but, but the thing is, Camille, he's not a meme yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he still shows a lot of quality. He looks quick. He looks like he's got tidy footwork, but then so did Kamara. Kamara, yeah. you know, he broke a Preston defender's ankle. Pr- pr- pretty much, I don't know if you remember the clip, but I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but he he was skillful. He was quick. You know, Juzriak is skillful and quick. Yeah, they both scored only one goal for the club.
1: Yeah, I think I think my <laughs> my only reason I'd probably not a hundred percent agree with that is I think Kamara was played in a team that was about a billion times oh, better. Yeah. No, yeah, I, th- I feel that. like because last season, just sort of even just looking statistically, Ishiac created more chances than any other player other than Nathan Byrne. And Nathan Byrne's got a lot of set pieces, whereas usually I didn't take any. Yeah. He created a lot of chances, you know, I know people moan about the stats, but his expected assists were 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 high, were very high. But then he yeah. only got two because for some reason, everyone who seems to play for this club is completely incompetent of kicking the ball in the goal. Yeah. So I, I do think he suffered a little bit. I mean, even even last last game, last home game against Blackburn, he put that beauty of a cross straight onto Sibley's toe. Um, Sibley completely messed it up, took a terrible touch, and we lost the ball. But if that's if that's a you know a top, if that's Chris Martin, if that's on Chris Martin's toe, that's a goal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, 100%.
0: I, I, I think, think yeah, yeah, I think you are right there. You are right. And I think, obviously, the, the comment about Abdul Kamara, it, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I think, statistically, you can compare them yeah, quite easily. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, when you take everything into account, I think, I, I'll still say that Camille Jusriak is probably the better player um, and has more potential than Kamara yeah. ever did. But right now...
1: Yeah, you can see why um, there's then yeah. you
0: make You make a very good point with the fact that Camille is in, uh, uh, well, I don't want to be, you know, he's in a team that like, would not challenge anywhere near as much as the team that Kamara was in.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so we had uh, Chris Martin back then. We had, Was it uh, Vyman was playing back yeah. in the team back then? Yeah. Uh, Will, Will Hughes, we had Will yeah. Hughes. We had Hendrick. Still had
1: Hendrick at that point, too. Yeah. Oh, Hughes, Hendrick, God. Bryson.
0: <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so, no, yeah, the team that, when he was here, we were probably fighting for uh playoffs and fighting for promotion and he had a lot you know there were better players around him but I think Camille is kind of this not is kind of the Abdul Kamara of this era yeah he's
1: the Abdul Kamara in, in,
0: in, in a way it's sort of like he's a player that we, we've signed from abroad that we didn't really know much about very excited.
1: very yeah every,
0: everyone's looking forward to seeing what he can do because no one's been really watching him for like Poznan or if anyone has it would have been I, I assume quite a, you know very yeah. few people Um and a similar way to Abdul Kamara when we signed him from EA like, Gwingamp yeah. Oh, was
1: it Anjou? It's one of it the Ange. two. Yeah, yeah Ange, Ange, Ange to, thats went, the one.
0: Yeah, he went to Green Camp after, um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it's definitely a, a, a player that we want to see a little bit more from. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, that's quite quite a bit of a time. I quite enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> <Like>, you know, <laughs> I I accidentally broke the Cavalryshjak news after some some random Polish account with like ten followers messaged me like three months before like he was even linked to this properly and was like, oh yeah, by the way, he's going to sign for Derby. And I posted something about it and everyone was like, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's a load of rubbish. And then he signed. And it was like, oh, <laughs> the, the random man on the internet was right. <laughs> what, what are the chances of that?
0: <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I think, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things with the squad at the minute, we, there's definite improvement needed, but as it stands, we can't improve it. Um, we've sort of got a hope in the training methods of Rooney and Co that we can try and get a bit more out of the players i think for me i, I don't see djusvik staying with us for much longer no, I, I think that. january he'll be begging to leave i think the i think Bielik was a huge reason that he came in the first place and he's been injured for the whole time and i actually i actually do like djusvik but he's just I not do as well <laughs> he's just he's just not he's not playing i want no. to see him from the off i think he's a fantastic could, well, could be a fantastic player, but it's just he's got no stats to to really, yeah. You no, know, the, the most important things an attacking player is goals and assists, yeah. That's so you can really judge him off, and, and he's just not, not hard to regardless them. of who he's playing with, yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to see him take someone on, I want to see him take someone on and, and have a pop at goal. He just he seems afraid to, afraid to, yeah, share. but so do, so do quite a lot of them, yeah.
1: So is half the team, so yeah. <laughs> but I think hopefully. Belix back what month, month or two? Hopefully yeah, that'll sort of up. that'll that'll spur him on. And I mean, I don't think he'll go in January. will I think he'll definitely go at the end of the season, especially if we go down. Um yeah. hopefully Bielick being back can can bring the best out of him. But another player I've really wanna talk about, so much that I've written him down in the in the notes, Max Bird. What a season he's having at the minute. I mean, after after last season where he really, really struggled. He didn't. He didn't look right. He looked, you know, he was getting exposed every game. People were turning on him every game. Um, he just looked completely out of his depth, which was surprising considering the season before. But he, he just didn't look right. And suddenly, this season, he's he's turned into a different animal. I mean, he's dictating
0: games on his own. Yeah. No. he's, he's well? This is the kind of Max Bird that we were seeing under Kaku. Yeah. Um, obviously he had that kind of purple patch where he's playing next to Rooney and obviously a young lad playing next to Rooney you're going you're gonna to do your all every game to impress him <laughs> and to keep up with him um, but no yeah he did a, have a huge dip off in form uh, something that Rooney's not been shy to talk about he said that he came out of the team at the back end of last year for performance reasons and that um, he felt it was best for the squad that, that Bird wasn't a part of it. He felt he wasn't in the strongest squad towards the end of the season. He said that frustrated Max Bird, and, and obviously so. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's gone to the training ground, he's worked on it. He, he's come back a, a better player for it. He's definitely been our, our best young player so far yes. this season. I think, probably argue one of the better, but I think Graham Shinny's been superb. I think he's been fantastic. Uh, and, him, and Shinny and Bird together, it's nice to finally see that working. I think yeah, we were kind of worked yeah. it last season and it wasn't quite there. Shinny was good last season. Uh, yeah, obviously, was, Bird struggled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's good to see him. Obviously, he's one of our own, isn't he? he's a talent from the academy. So it's good to see that he's back in form. And he's a player, realistically, that I think will probably stay with us if we go down as well.
1: Yeah, um, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. I mean, teams are going to be circling. Teams will be circling yeah. because of his form, but I'd I'd hope he'd stay.
0: But he's a player that is probably on the first lands on the team sheet at the minute, I think yeah. it'd be fair to say. Um, and it's nice to see that he's kind of turned it around because there was a point where he I don't think he did fit into the strongest eleven. And now yeah, I think I agree. you'd you'd be you'd be mad if you didn't think he was. Um, so hopefully he can he can keep that up. And took again, like talking about the younger players that have come through our academy in recent years, I think. Uh, Louis Sibley and Jason Knight I think they're kind of going through a similar thing right now yeah. that Max Bird went through because Knight seems a shadow of the player he wasn't a cocky. he's not really oh, he got the goal against Luton wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, which was good to see but he's not really been as effective um, as he has been uh, and the same for Sibley he kind of Sibley shot onto the scene didn't he? I think remember people were begging for him to be playing in the first team as opposed <laughs> to the academy and then he scored his hat trick at Millwall when you know when we came back to play and after lockdown, um, well throughout lockdown actually, he's, you know he scored the goal against Blackburn. Is was that like the last game before? That was the last game, yeah. yeah. Last the last
1: Everything
0: game before we frenzy. all
1: knew COVID, it was going uh, yeah. <laughs> to ruin football for us for a bit.
0: Um, but no, I think Rooney and I think the fans as well probably want a little bit more from Knight and a little bit more from Sibley, uh, but hopefully they they can kind of be put through the same treatment that Bird's got. Uh, And come back better players for us. I think they're definitely players that have big futures at the club if we can keep hold of them. Uh, But also, I don't think it'll be too tricky to keep hold of them if they keep up the form they're currently in. Yeah.
1: We're talking of players, especially players from midfield that score goals. Um, Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? I always get told off because I talk about him all the time. Chris Martin, right? Yeah. So, (laughs) isn't it interesting that Chris Martin left and all of a sudden Sibley could barely score goals anymore? And then Knight's goal scoring's dropped. Martin went out on loan. Butterfield couldn't score goals anymore. There seems to be a a little bit of a coincidence between us having a striker that can link play and bring players into play um, and our midfielders scoring goals. I mean, in in a team not containing Chris Martin, I can't remember the last time a centre mid scored more than a few goals in a season. Because we've just yeah. not had a, an attacker that's linked the midfield and the attack the way that he did. And I know as it, always people all people complain at me because I talk about Chris White because he's he's great. But, <laughs> but like we we've just we've just not had anyone like that. And I know Casim Richards tries his best when he plays, but he's just he's just not as good. He just can't do it.
0: He can't uh, link the play it, up the same way. I think he's Casim Richards is probably one of the closest. Free agents that we could have yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of replicated to Chris, and I think I, I do quite like Tim Richard. I think, yeah, I, think I do too. What he does, um, but no, yeah, Martin's one of those players that is he's, he's going to be one of those players that we just can't really replace, especially not straight away. Um, well, it, and again, if you look at the, the style that we play now, um, it's, com- <laughs> it's day and night, isn't it? What is it? What is oh. our style?
1: <laughs> I genuinely have no <laughs> we, idea
0: <laughs> when, um, when. Martin was obviously in his prime. We were we were playing well, we were probably the best, if not one of the best, teams in the championship for yeah. the majority of each season until it mattered pretty much. Um and, and Martin was a as a crucial part of that. And he, he was always the top goal scorer. Um, even when he came back and had his resurgence season, he, he was played half the games of Waggon. Yeah. Well, not not actually half, but you know, he played a lot less games than Waggon did and still managed to to end as joint, was it joint top scorer? Or was he yeah, just, yeah, I think so. Joint it? top scorer in all competitions, um, but but yeah, no, it's definitely a player that we could do with kind of replacing sometime yeah. soon. I hope. Um, I don't think Baldock's the answer to that. Uh, Kazim Richards is as close as we'll probably get. Stretton's a completely different player who I actually really like. Oh, I do, um, I really rate him as well. I'd like to see him back in the first team after his hat trick against uh, was it, was it Liverpool? No, but Blackburn. Blackburn. Blackburn, yeah. Two very different teams. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. I think I think we definitely we have the potential, especially if we do go down, which we you know we hope doesn't happen. But regardless of what league room, I have the potential to bring in good players. People, it's still yeah. a problem playing for Derby. Um, but also, I do want to see Stretton, nurtured. I think I'd probably rather see Stretton in the team than maybe Boldock. Yeah. Um, and but then again. Baldock kind of knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Has that kind of bit of experience. It's experience,
1: but, and I, I think that's uh, probably the reason why he's playing at the minute.
0: His, but he's part of the, well, his role in the goal against Millwall was crucial. You know, yeah, a, a little bit clever. That I, I don't think maybe because uh, in Richards or Stretton maybe would have tried that little flick, but that's what Baldock does. That's kind of his game. Um, been kind of like a little tricky number nine in and around the box. <laughs> but it, it's not really. Yeah. He's not really in his heyday anymore, is he? he's sort of is no. um, way past his prime, I think. So it's one of them. I, I think we we like, like we've we kind of gone in circles, haven't we? Basically <laughs> the, the, the conclusion of this podcast is that we need a new goalkeeper, we need a new striker, the <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. What a return. What, yeah.
1: what, a, what a way to come back. Right. So before we finish, before we finish, um We've got a couple of, couple of questions. Uh, we've touched on them already. Um, takeover. I mean, the takeover is uh, a big thing at the minute. Obviously, we've had quite a few parties sort of declare their interests either directly or indirectly. Um, we've obviously got Chris Kirshner, a man literally no one knows his wealth. Uh, <laughs> every single person says something differently, so including himself. So, so genuinely, who knows? Um who else we've got? We've got Carlisle Capital.
0: Um yeah, the Eastdale Brothers.
1: Yeah, Eastdale Brothers. Um, you know, Sam, our, Rush. Sam Rush and yeah, Andy Appleby. Uh they're a team and they'd obviously have backers, but who knows who knows who they are. Um I find it interesting. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the backlash from the Rangers fans when the Eastdale brothers were sort of linked with us.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, didn't look too positive, did it? Yeah, they,
1: they didn't um, seem seem too pleased <laughs> that they I were.
0: At the end of the day, I, I think all we can really do as supporters at the moment is just kind of sit back yeah. and, and just wait. I don't think it's worth listening to... The reports of oh this this person might be or this person might yeah. be obviously Chris Kirchner's the only person that's come forward and addressed the fans so we know that he's very interested he's been to the ground a couple of times yeah um but at the end of the day the administrators really they sound like they know what they're doing yeah um I, I kind of trust them a lot more than I could ever put trust in Mount Morris <laughs> it's um, not hard though no, <laughs> no it's not hard. but um but no yeah they I kind of trust what they're doing. Um, I believe that they understand the values of the club and I think that they will find uh, the right owner. I don't think they'll sell to, you know, like Mel Morris was looking to sell up to Eric Alonso. I don't think we're going to have a repeat of that. I think... uh, He seemed like a
1: very credible man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I I think at the end of the day, we're going to be taken over by someone that hopefully has the best intentions of the club at heart. I think... That is what the administrators are looking for. I don't think they're just trying to find someone who can afford it, yeah. like Mel Morris is trying to do. I think they're trying to find someone that can actually build the club back up to at least challenging to be in, in the best league in the world. And it might take five or ten years, but we've seen it happen to Leicester. We've seen it happen to Leeds. Uh, quite a few teams have gone down before they've gone back up. And hope well. Touch wood, the better days are to come. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not a downward spiral for too long. Um, <laughs> but no, I think regardless of the owner, I think. Well, regardless of the situation, we'll have we'll we will find out who the owner is soon. I think they said before Christmas. Knowing Derby, that could mean next Christmas in 2022. <laughs> um, but eventually, we'll we'll know who's taken us over. I think the most important thing is that we are going to be taken over, uh, and the club will continue regardless of what league it's in. I think that's the important thing that yeah. kind of we're fearful of. Um, but it looks as though we are going to be taken over. We just got to keep waiting. Yeah. Yeah, waiting's
1: an integral part of being a Derby fan, it it turns out. Um, One last question before we finish. Um, This is from Charlie who asks, can we survive with a 15-point
0: deduction? I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Will we? Probably not. (laughs) Uh, Um, I think, what are we on now? We're on 12 now. Then again, no, I think we can. I, I really think we could. It, it, again, it depends on a lot of things because we're seven points off safety now. That's with the minus 12. Another three goes, would that that would mean we're 10 points away from safety, like we said earlier, with, with 87 points to go. Uh, and if we are taking over and we've got money there to spend, then who doesn't want to come and work for Wayne Rooney? Yeah. Who doesn't want to be at Derby with the facilities we've got at, on a normal wage um, instead of like a a stupidly low one compared to what they do. Yeah. Um, the loans that we'd probably be able to pull from the likes of the Man United Academy and any other mates—that's that what we have got a hope for, to hope for, haven't we? Yeah, we've really, got to hope for loans. Um, so you know, I think yeah, we can. If we take if we minus fifteen, we can definitely stay up. It's mathematically possible. It's not over to the fat lady sings um, and all any other cliches you can throw in there. But <laughs> um, but yeah, we could stay up. We've just we've got a lot of different factors that we need to hope happen in order to kind of give that a bit more realism. Because right now, I'm not too sure. Yeah. But if we do have the money, if we do manage to make sign-ins, if we do manage to turn the form around, then yeah, I don't see why we can't. We've got to keep the faith. If we can win games I think that's the big thing I mean we <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel like we've lost many because we haven't but the problem yeah. is we don't win many either and if we can turn some of these draws into wins I think we've got a brilliant chance yeah. but the problem is is actually having the quality to do that and I think unless there's a resolution in everything that's been going on I, I don't think we can but if there is a resolution you know there's there's every chance that we could bring in some brilliant loanees. I mean, there's always been talk about, you know, people like Liam Delap and things like that. Yeah. I mean, there's that a lot of strikers that. sort of on the fringes of Premier League teams who I'm sure if, if you know, the team's got a call from, you know, England's all-time top goal scorer, they'd be like, yeah, yeah. go on. You could work with him for a little bit. Because yeah. I reckon they could learn a thing or two of him. So, you know, you've just got to hope that Rooney can sort of work his magic a little bit and and hopefully, we can stay up. If we go down, it's not the worst news in the world. Just as long as we prepare well, we don't do anything stupid and we still have a club to support by the start of next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's <laughs> that's uh, the underline, isn't it? That's the bottom line <laughs> of what we want. Um, and ho- hopefully, we're not, we're not starting next season in League One. Um, there's a long way to go. But if we are, then it could be worse. So... So hang on in there and we for now <laughs> we do indeed right so
1: I think we actually have another episode because the international break so we've got another episode before we play Bournemouth so we won't do our, 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 our preview or score predictions now um, we'll hold on to next week um, it's been a pleasure being back, it's nice to be back. It's been it's been a long time. Uh, thank you to everyone who's got to this point. Fair play, because it feels like we've been recording for about six <laughs> weeks. <laughs> so so thank you very much for getting this far. Um, this has been not another Derby County podcast. It's nice to be back. Um, massive thank you very much from
0: me. Yeah, and from me, thank you. <laughs> it's been a while.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. Right, thank you very much, everyone, and uh, we will see you all soon.